everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time. My name is Daniel, your Forever DM. Thank you for tuning in to Season 3. This season, we're bringing in a new co-host. Our Rules Lawyer player, Josh, is taking a hiatus. Anyways, how are you, Daniel, today? Hi, I'm Daniel today. Hi, Daniel today. So, just to introduce really quickly, the new co-host for our podcast is going to be my good friend, my childhood friend, uh, which is a very weird statement. I watch too much anime. Uh, his name is <laughs> Daniel Lee. We went to Chinese school together, I think is how we met. And then we play D&D together occasionally. He's all around a cool guy. Once a Twitch streamer, no more. But yeah, anything I'm missing about you, Daniel? Nope, that's it. That's it. That encompasses my entire personality and everything <laughs> I've ever accomplished. Uh, I, yep. Uh, what have you accomplished? What am I missing here? What do you want to share with the world to let him know? No, that's pretty much it. Okay, okay. So I brought Daniel on for the show just to add a new spice for the new season. And also because... He's retired, and I figured, like, he's got nothing else better to do. Come on, my podcast. But yeah, so you already know the concept of the show. Everyone listening, the two, three people that are, understand that we take a random prompt and turn it into one-shot adventure. Since it is our first recording together, Daniel, did you have any specific topic you wanted to tackle? No, just uh, give me what you got. Okay. And we'll run with it. Cool, cool, cool. So you were telling me about a show called Severance on Apple TV. I think I'm saying that right. And the concept- Apple TV, yeah, that's how you pronounce that. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Yeah. I believe the show was called Severance. And the concept behind it was that the workers had signed off to essentially partition part of their brain off while they're working. And then when they come out, they would just forget it all. And I thought that was a really cool idea, both from a show perspective as like an interesting mystery and probably a moral standpoint question on what you're doing. Indeed. But also for possibly a D&D one-shot adventure. So... I kind of gave you like a loose background, but was there any particular aspect of that show that you found very interesting? Yeah, okay. So just to explain the show and sort of what I think are the main takeaways in terms of thematics and by extension what you could potentially use in a one-shot or like, you know, just DMing or uh, adding something to a campaign. So the show is about one main character. I forget his name. He's played by Adam Scott, I believe. But anyways... So basically, he works for this company. Uh, the company's like really shady. You don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. He works this sort Sounds of... like every company. <laughs> yeah, well, but to the point where like it's like the main sort of mystery of like, well, what is the point of this company if it's just like these people in a very blank room mm-hmm. and they're sitting at these weird old school like first generation Macintosh computers <laughs> and they're just like clicking around and putting numbers into boxes. Like it's literally a GUI of them putting numbers into boxes. Jesus. So it's like, so they're working for this company and they don't actually do anything as far as you know, as the viewer. And the main pull of the show is that it presents you with this question of um, what would happen if people went into work and once they entered the premises, they switched to another persona and your home life persona and your work life persona are not aware of what happens in the other person's day to day. So basically, once you enter your job, then you become a different person, so to speak. Okay. So when you're watching that show, like from the first few episodes, are you aware that's how that works? Yeah, it presents you. So you so it, I, I mean, like spoilers for, for whoever's going to watch the show, I guess, but it's the first episode. You see the main character, he walks through the whole complex and like, goes through security and et cetera, et cetera. And then once he enters the like final elevator onto his floor, he kind of like, there's like this point where he kind of like shifts a little bit. And then um, that's how you know that he's kind of like entering his work persona. Okay. Okay. So if we were going to stick from a D and D 5e point for a one shot adventure, I think it'd be interesting for them to discover 
the fact that either what is going meeting their own persona i'm sorry so yeah like the two personas coming together is kind of like the point maybe of the show yeah well i kind of want to think about what would make it interesting or what would kind of because i think if we want to sort of use the show as a basis then the kind of the the plot pull of the one shot would be a similar sort of like mystery thriller where you don't really know what's going on and as you kind of get the sort of depth of the situation revealed to you Mm. over time then you can kind of start to make your own decisions about like the morality of it Mm. and like the deeper implications and how your character would really want to approach that okay what i can see being a little strange is the dynamic of having to play another version of your own character exactly and i don't know if you would even want to give the player agency over the other half Mm -hmm. what i can see kind of happening is either like we can take the themes of it and just kind of have like a clone of them that you eventually reveal to them is the clone yeah i I can see where you're going here because there's one direction where we take it essentially as a mystery where you don't realize there's another version of you somewhere else and you're slowly discovering it Although, I don't know if that really speaks to the kind of idea of the show that it's trying to present where you're already aware of it. But maybe, in some ways, isn't that what's happening too? Like, you have one character, okay, and then he's trying to find out what the hell is going on outside of the company, right? Like, why does he just keep showing up here? Um, yeah. Well, it's a very slow pace, but eventually what ends up happening is there's a series of events where the characters eventually find out that they have... these weird connections to themselves on the outside world and then they kind of like slowly break down the wall okay so i think for a hook would be that you're like an adventuring party and then one day you four start realizing weird things appearing on your body and you have to figure out the reason for them starting to appear like it it is a mystery setting where the hook is you have to figure out what's going on right and then we're trying to develop obstacles and the resolution at the very end is that they realize that they had this old other persona that was like possibly being mind-controlled and sent on assassination missions or something. Very Born mm. Identity-esque. Or, I guess, StarCraft Ghost, if for that canceled game. I have no idea what the reference is. Um, it's fine. It's a terrible <laughs> reference. Don't worry about it. Nobody. I mean, I'm aware of the play. game. I just okay. don't know what happens in it. Oh. I mean, brief explanation. Like, the ghosts in StarCraft, the way the lore works is that when they finish a mission, they get their mind wiped. Oh. So they have, like, no real questionable of their morality or anything yeah okay oh that's really cool i didn't know that yeah weird backstory not that it matters and i'm probably bushering it don't hate me starcraft <laughs> um that game is like super fun and it's slightly dying but yeah, whatever thousands of starcraft fans that listen to this podcast oh yeah yeah, yeah angry tweet at you i know zest went to the military what are we gonna do now there's no more protoss players actually hero's doing really Stop well trying to appeal to them with your knowledge okay starcraft. shut up fine 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 <laughs> okay but i think that's a good intro for the hook right and we know where the resolution, where the story is supposed to end. Yeah, so when you're introducing the premise, are you going to just kind of give your players a brief and be like, hey, this is a campaign where you guys work for a weird company, or are you going to like kind of do it in character? I think when you're running a one-shot, especially if you're doing it at like a con or if like for anyone, actually, it's better to give them a bit more information than less, especially to keep things running smoothly. Yeah, yeah. So you probably would let them know that like they work for X company. We'll call it Company X like chemical x or something that's a terrible sure. joke whatever um we love the powerpuff girls yeah, yeah yeah so or they could work for adventure guild x okay and they have the idea that when they come in every day 
they walk out and they get they're going on adventures but at the same time they're also realizing that the adventures they're going on and the scars they're they're coming back with don't match up maybe that's how you start the hook hmm so i was thinking um i kind of don't like the idea especially for a one shot of kind of giving people like a specific job or like a specific sort of day-to-day routine that the characters would have okay so i was thinking something like you just get a quest from like a wizard or something and you go and you do this like extremely mundane task and then the wizard might be like hey have these like crystals they'll like let me record what you do and then i need to get data from this like specific point that has a lot of magic activity or something okay okay and so you just like wear these amulets and then you go and you do this super easy quest and then you come back and then, uh, you know, like, you, he gives you your gold or whatever, and then you're on your way. But then, like, maybe you get sent somewhere else, or, like, maybe on your way back to the nearby village, you see, like, clones of yourself somewhere, and you're like, oh, what's going on here? Okay. Interesting. So you want to take it from, like, the cloning direction, where they're actually been cloned? Or were you thinking more on the aspect of, like, mentally something happened, like a mind wipe, a men in black flash kind of scenario? Yeah, well, because I think... The interesting aspect of the show that raises a lot of questions for you is, um, so you're a person that doesn't like to work, and so you decide that you want to undergo this process where you separate your consciousness from your, like, working half-consciousness. Yes, yes. Which, initially, if you're kind of a fucked-up person like I am... (laughs) you'd be like, wow, this sounds great. Like, what is the downside? And then it's like the next second you realize, oh, right, I'm subjecting one separate person to just work for what to them feels like 24-7 for the rest of their lives. Oh, okay, okay. And so it's like, is it worth it? And is it morally acceptable to, like, basically create a person that just never knows anything but work. Gotcha. So, okay. Even so though the, that's technically you. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So the cloning scenario actually works really well in this, because we could theoretically say that, like, the setting or the concept of this one-shot is that you essentially are maybe the clone, and then you don't make any money whenever you go on adventures, mm. but you don't know why. And every time you do a mundane task, such as, like, gathering the flowers or killing the rats in the basement, they don't pay you. But you know there was a reward for it. And that's maybe like the tip-off point for the players? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that would be cool. So you're kind of just like a guy with implanted memories? Yeah. And then you're kind of just like forced to work this extremely... Uh, well, I mean, I think you would need... For the premise to sort of be compelling, I think you would need the tasks to be serving some kind of sinister purpose that is not immediately apparent to your character. Okay. So, spoilers for the show. So, I think at at the end of the first season, it's kind of revealed that the reason they're doing this procedure is to normalize it to the point where everybody gets it, and then essentially, like, the entire working class is sort of under the control of, like, one company. Okay. Um, So that's why. Like, they're not actually having them do any sort of significant work. It's just, like all bullshit oh oh really like everything they're doing is just nothing important yeah yeah so so the the only purpose is to kind of create a shell company that serves as a sort of working prototype to show that the procedure works and is like safe and you know Mm -hmm. ethical or whatever and clearly not yeah but i mean you know in the show they have a bunch of pr stuff running that says like oh you know i'm an i'm an innie is what they call it like the (laughs) The person who is the in- inward persona versus like the external. Just makes you think of the Bella button. Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of the, the point. But 
Yeah, so there's a bunch of PR showing like, oh, the, like the innies are actually having a great time, and like here's footage mm-hmm. of them saying so. Yeah, so there's sort of that whole moral quandary. So now I'm trying to think of like, what can we do to make it like a one shot game? Because at the end of the day, it's still a D and D five E game mm-hmm. that we're presenting to them, and we have the hook. I think we have a very interesting question for them to deal with, which is, what the fuck is going on? Why are you? Well, I guess we should iron that out completely. So my thought is that. The way that from the DM side is you know that the players have been cloned and they themselves are possibly the clones. No, they are the clones. And because of that, they're working without getting any benefits. So they don't get any of the cool magic items or the money or any magic items they get. Mm. It's immediately like cashed out to money because the one other side of the clone, the original is using them for essentially free labor to do the quest for them. Mm -hmm. And... We could even say that they're like pretty decent adventures, maybe like level six or level seven adventures with good skill sets, and that's right. why they were chose for this. Yeah, 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 okay? yeah. From that standpoint, now its question is like, how do we set up the obstacles to really push for that final resolution and set up the aha moment where they're like, oh, now you find out that your other half is just this slacker that's killing. Honestly, the final battle probably is just him, you duking it out with yourself. Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. Um, do we want to wait for the cat feeder? That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know it was It has automated. three more cycles. Oh, shit. Um. Here's number three. <laughs> um, it's not very good design. You ha- you can, like, set how many portions you want, but the portions are tiny, and it takes, like, a really long time because the thing has to, like, rotate around oh, and geez. let all the stuff in. That's There's number four. Okay. How many are there? There's five. Did they not ever overeat or anything? No, no. I, I, it's... I mean, five portions is, is a very... One portion is an extremely small amount, so you need to, like, set it to five to get to, like, you know, a cup of feed. Okay. And then it's it's splitting into two bowls. Do they ever, like, steal from each other as far as food goes? Yeah, I mean, This is a really off topic absolutely. for this podcast, absolutely. but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, probably yeah, editing yeah. this out. Yeah. No, no, this is great. Okay. Um, yeah, if you want to learn more about the feeder, you can go on Amazon and just look up uh, two-bowl cat automatic feeder and it oh. should come up. Okay, that'll be our next one-shot adventure, two-bowl automatic cat feeder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if not, if it doesn't come up, just let me know. Just tweet at me and then I'll link you I'll link you the one I bought. I'll link you a screenshot of my Amazon purchase history and you can look that up. Yeah, you can just tweet at one shot at a time and then I'll yeah, message yeah. to Daniel. Right, right. I don't actually have a Twitter, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so just, just... But we do, together. Just as a tweet company. at the official show yes. and then Daniel will tweet at... will will Discord message me and then I'll send you an image yeah and we'll make sure it's an affiliate link so we can get some money back off of it well i'm not sure we have that oh yeah Uh, we probably don't have that ability but we will if we get it yeah maybe we should reach out maybe they'll sponsor us yeah probably yeah that sounds like i think there's i think there's an automatic cat feeder that sponsors podcasts specifically D &D podcasts (laughs) yes i'm sure the crossover of D D players and cat owners is like extremely significant Actually, it's pretty ridiculously high. If, yeah. if the um, Twitter is to be any kind of indicator right, for it. Right, 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 right. Okay. Cool. Anyways. Back to the show. Yeah, so you, you brought up that the last boss would probably be you fighting yourself. I really like the idea of... So you work for this company, and you think it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And that's why I... Well, anyways, I'll, I'll finish this thought. So you work for this company. You think it's totally fine. You go out on random quests, and I think what should happen is you keep seeing... Or, like, because yourselves learn about you Mm -hmm. having been cloned, and so they want to free you, and Mm -hmm. so they want to stop this whole organization that you're in. Mm -hmm. So, like, as you're going out on these quests, you keep getting sort of intercepted by these people who are, like, trying to stop you and, like, take you away from the company. So I guess it could kind of be, like, you know, just these, like, masked people come and they try to restrain you on your way to do this thing. Yeah, yeah. 
So maybe when you're on one of the mundane tasks, you catch a glimpse of either a poster or some kind of letter or newspaper article or even a bar telling a story very similar to what your character is described as. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe one of their attributes or facial scars or a tattoo. And maybe that's something you kind of talk to the players ahead of time. Like, oh, yeah, be really detailed. Like, do they have tattoos? Kind of maybe push it on them. Yeah. And then use that to be like, that's about you, but what they're doing isn't anything you remember. And the hard part with a lot of these mysteries is, like, in a D&D scenario, players and characters have a very difficult time, like, comprehending anything outside of the standard go-beat-something-up sometimes. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, I don't think you need them to even catch on until the very end. Mm-hmm. So, like, basically, what you could do is just kind of have, like, these encounters where you get attacked by a group of X number of party members. So, it's you know, it's obviously, like, your party. Mm-hmm. Parties, clones. And then, so, like, you'll fight them a little bit. They'll, like, say some weird stuff that makes you go, like, what? Like, I, the company I work for is good. It's cool. Like, what are you trying to do? Oh, okay, okay. And then they're like, oh, you don't understand. And then they'll, like, run away mm-hmm. um, after you resist. Wait, so is the players playing as the clones? As the clones, yeah. So they don't know that the company's bad yet. Right. They don't know the company's bad. They don't know their clones. They don't know that they have, you know, like, an alter. But the ego. original is actually trying to free them is what we're getting at. Yeah. So oh, I guess okay, the, okay. the sort of overarching story would be, like, the originals get cloned somehow. They find out they got cloned, and they find out that their clones are being used for slave labor, basically. Okay. Slave labor, basically. Um, Sounds fine. Yeah, can the you, first can time you, too. Can you edit that? Edit the second take of me saying that over the first take so it sounds smooth. <laughs> so it just overlaps yeah. each other. People can't know that I mispronounce words. It's oh, kind of yeah. part of my persona. Okay. Okay. Um, right. So. So. <laughs> so, so this. Yeah. So the story would be. Dudes get cloned, find out their clones are being used for slave labor, basically, and then they obviously want to save them because yes. it's like fucked up that something that resembles you or that it basically is you is yeah, happening. It is you, yeah. Is doing that. So, um, I'm Tales of Abyss in a weird way. I never actually finished that game. Damn it. I don't finish a lot of Tales games. Damn it. Um, anyways. My, all my references are going to go out the window. <laughs> yeah. This is like, the problem with Josh. No, That's okay. 60% of my references. <laughs> All I have left is My Hero Academia and, yeah. and fitness. Yeah, just gym bro memes, jeez. <laughs> yeah, well, House of Gains, let's go. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so so it could be something like um, your counterparts want to save you, mm-hmm. but maybe something is preventing them from like being able to tell you or something like that, so they have to keep it secretive. So they kind of like keep trying to restrain you and take you away. There's a bomb in your neck, and if you see yourself, it yeah, just sure. blows up and kills you. What was... That was like a Marvel movie, maybe? Probably. I think it was Rick and Morty is where I saw that one from. Rick and Morty? Yeah, so Rick clones oh. his daughter, Beth, and one goes to space with him on adventures, and the other one stays right. at home, and one of them right. has a bomb in their neck. Yep, and no. then the ending is really touching. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Suicide Squad. That also worked, yeah. Bomb in the neck. Although that one was not as touching of an ending. I'm sure it is not by any means like a very unique idea. Okay. Yeah. So, Anyways. Yeah, so this way, at the very least, you portray the originals as people who want to save themselves but also understand the concept that if you see who we are you will die unless we get this out of your head ah yeah okay oh right because otherwise why wouldn't they just go up and reveal themselves right like yeah we're the same person yo so you could do a sort of fail safe of like if you see your originals and understand it then there's sort of like a magic trigger that will basically kill you exactly okay so yeah that's pretty cool that could be an interesting setup i think as a DM, it's a little difficult running because you'll just be have to be very careful on like making sure they don't see themselves or if they're going to see themselves, have a way to remove that setup in the story. So how do we get that bomb out of their head? Or how do they figure out how to get the bomb out of their head? Yeah, okay. So 
maybe they meet some kind of like informant um. that is like that. Well, okay, so this is literally what happens in Severance. Spoilers again. Okay. Um, the guy eventually meets an informant that works within the company. She's like one of their head researchers for the whole procedure. Mm-hmm. And so she's able to reverse it. And that's what happens to the main character. Oh, okay, okay. So, well, actually, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> that's not how the story they, goes. They not end a spoiler. Up, yeah, they end so, up solving it a different way. But, but I, I like that idea. Though. Yeah, so maybe they meet an informant, um, and then she kind of does the big reveal, and mm. then they can like meet their other selves again, and then like confront the big bad or something. Okay, so just going a little bit like as a quick recap, we know the hook is that you are playing as a party of four adventurers that go out and do mundane tasks or adventures such as like fighting goblins bullets, yep. liches, whatever. Classic your, adventure stuff. Your classic adventure stuff, okay? And you could probably start the adventure with one of those encounters if you want to do it more combat-heavy. Mm-hmm. And then the next, like, key obstacle or, like, portion of this, like, backbone of a story is that they will encounter themselves masked up, but they fight in the exact same path. And you could probably just make a copy of their character sheet and, Ooh, like, do a that's quick combat fun. with them. Okay? That's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be the first one. But they don't want to kill them. They're here to detain them right. so they can remove the bomb without them knowing who they are because they're yeah. trying to help them. Yeah. And most likely the party fends them off or knocks them to half health and they have to run away. Mm-hmm. And you can give them a statement like, damn it, we failed. Don't trust X company or something yeah, very yeah, obvious. Yeah. Do the right? classic, yeah, like anime thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm secretly your brother helping you. You're, <laughs> you're doing the wrong thing the entire time. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And they can just give like a blanket statement like X company's bad, don't trust them, and then they run away without giving too much of a reveal. Yeah. Maybe they have like other triggers where if they don't have the bond out of their head, but they learn of certain things, they head explodes too. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, maybe head exploding is a very extreme option. Maybe they just get paralyzed and detained, and then they just disappear from the party, quote-unquote. Well, I think when you reveal it, I think it would be cool if it was just like, oh, the consequence of us telling you directly would have been death. Yes. Um, So I think that's cool. I think you should just make the trigger something so it would never actually happen during gameplay, Mm -hmm. that you can kind of just reveal it, and then they would be like, (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. I think the reveal is amazing. The only thing I'm thinking is like, D&D games get kind of weird, and sometimes you never know what might happen. So just like as yeah. a backup for the DM, right. instead of just instantly blowing up their heads, like mm-hmm. assuming they made it through without any of them dying in that mm-hmm. specific standard, then that was a great reveal saying their head would explode. But in case one of them did reveal, maybe they get paralyzed and they disappear or something. Or they start like de-digitizing out of the world. Right, right. Oh, and then the big reveal is that you're actually in a Digimon campaign. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's the secret the entire time. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, we can loop back to this later, because I think we should establish what we want the whole structure to be. But maybe you could do something like, if they sort of detect that one of their agents is about to go rogue, mm-hmm. then they send out, like, a super powerful hunter or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and since it's, like, a level 6 uh, level campaign, you could probably do, like, a Dragon War veteran. I, I always come back to this particular stat block, but it's mm-hmm. a very common one for level 6. It's very easy to use. Okay, well, let's delve into whether that stat block specifically would be appropriate <laughs> for a four-party level 6 campaign. It's a CR 6, but, you know, <laughs> it's close enough. Okay, well, you know, obviously, I'm, I mean, a CR <laughs> really is not a accurate <laughs> depiction of challenge. God damn for, it, okay. It's not always one-to-one, it's so true. really, when you're using... DM tip, you definitely gotta be careful when using CR. <laughs> That's such a stupid tip because it doesn't help anybody no no no, i really want to talk about this (laughs) god damn it (coughs) pivot the whole episode oh shit rename it cut out the entire first half i really want to talk about cr uh yeah i mean we can honestly but fuck uh let's finish this up because it sounds like we have a cool idea what were you gonna say 
Well, I honestly lost my train of thought. I was Perfect. just giving a recommended stat block Kei that they could use here. Kakudori. <laughs> what? Kakaku means plan. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, from Death Note. Yeah, that is what those from, yeah. Yeah, that right. fucking meme. Anyways, yeah, I'm yeah. old, and I don't, I'm not very good at jokes. <laughs> See, now that the funnier Daniel's here... Like, that's, a great, to... that's a great Tinder profile description. <laughs> Daniel, 30. I'm old and not very good at jokes. <laughs> oh, thank God I don't have to be on Tinder right now. Jeez. Yeah. So awk. Anyways, back to the whole point of this fucking show, which is we're trying to make a one-shot adventure. When they're fighting themselves, you can just use their own stat blocks. If yep. you want to give them an adventure before the adventure, like just give mm. them something small that they have to do. Very menial. Like rat swarms. It's not really a reference to Nadbod, but I, maybe that's what you're yeah, thinking. Yeah, I was gonna say like, oh, cool, anti Nadbod. <laughs> yeah, anti Nadbod to the campaign before the campaign. Yeah, Daniel's the one who got me into Nadbod. It's actually really good. I'm still working my way through it, but I, I like it a lot. Yep, um, I'm actually also doing a realism. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool, cool. I ran out of eight bit book club episodes. So. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay, we just we can just like meet up and just do like a book club of Nadbod oh, together and that can be book club. Yeah, yeah. D book club. We should just make that also a podcast. Oh, that should be fun. We just oh my god, that is <laughs> not a bad idea. That's actually it's so funny to do a podcast where you <laughs> review other D D podcasts. <laughs> it's like really meta, but I love it. That actually sounds really fun. Let's do it. To yeah, do a, yeah. To do a pod club. Yeah, let's do a pod club. And let's do D&D pod club. D&D oh PD. Okay, so we, we just... D&D PC. All right, so this episode's definitely not getting posted because we got to keep that <laughs> yeah. business idea to ourselves. Right. But we got to do that, okay? Richard, if you're listening, please don't steal this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, Richard, would you like to join us on this particular oh, podcast? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Nah, Richard would never join us. He just hates me. Okay. Which is funny because like a lot of my D&D campaigns off topic, I consult Richard to help me craft it because he's the only one who would never want to play. Even though I ask him to play all the time. Oh, right. And that's why he that's why you need someone who hates you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hates me, yeah. That's really funny. But he's also very creative, and it's good to have someone to bounce ideas off of. Right. Which is why I do this podcast, too, because when I'm making adventures, there's, like, I'm not creative enough to think of things on the fly. Mm. So I need, like, an ulterior force. Not, not an ulterior force, an opposing force. You're not really opposing me, either. A collaborative, creative force to work mm. with together to create cool ideas for a campaign that doesn't get dry. What an insane tangent. What were we talking about? We were talking about um, possible encounters that they could use for uh, right. the obstacles that they're going to deal with, whether it's someone who's very strong that comes at them secretly. Right. Okay, so talking about how the campaign is going to progress, or how the one-shot is going to progress, I think what you would want to do is have three reveals that slowly kind of give the characters an idea of who the counterparts are to them. Yes. As well as what the company is doing. So the premise is like, oh, we're going to send you out to go fight some goblins or whatever. Yeah. But then like along the way you get attacked and then you escape or maybe they escape and then you head back along your Correct. original uh, route. Correct. And then maybe you stumble upon something that gives you like a little bit of insight into the company and makes you go, oh, well, I wonder oh, okay. what this is about. What about this direction? Because we already stated that we wanted them to fight themselves at least once. So maybe yeah. the first encounter, that's where they get the first clue. One of the originals screams out, don't trust X company. Yeah. And once that's heard, then they send out their assassin after them. And that assassin, when they kill him, it reveals oh. that they're part of the company. There's like information on him showing that he works for X company. You've seen them at the guild, and it's like, oh yeah, I am Mr. Z. Maybe they're just yep. men in black members. Is that, oh right, Agent, Agent Z. Yeah, Agent yeah, M yeah, too. Yeah. Michael Jackson was in that movie. Right. Really random topic, but... Okay. Was he? Yeah, he was. He was in the second one or the first one? He was, he was talking to penguins in uh, North... I did not know that. Antarctica. No, not North Antarctica. What's the... North Pole. Ah, uh, yes. That continent. It's not a continent technically either. It's just ice. Again, we're yeah. getting really uh, off topic. <laughs> I'm very sorry, but the concept... No, is, this is really important. Yeah, so those are like one... What reveal... CR was Michael Jackson in that movie? Jesus Christ. Probably 12. <laughs> Well, then, well, but then they also had the penguins, so it's pretty high, high challenge rating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Penguins are pretty dangerous. 
especially if the party doesn't have AoE. Yeah. So in this scenario, though, like one of the clear reveal points, one of the info tickets is going to be them fighting themselves and giving information. Yeah. I don't know exactly what they should say yet. It's something to... I think maybe you should not reveal anything in the first encounter. Just kind of have them be like, you get attacked. And then, you know, you kind of leave the party being like, why did that happen? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I wonder who those guys were. And then if they're smart, they'll catch on to the fact that the four classes were exactly the same as them. Okay, so that's the problem. D&D players, they're not going to be smart enough. Yeah, exactly. The time. But, but, that's, but that's good, I think, because then when you do the reveal later, it's like, oh, shit. Those guys that attacked us were us. So I think it's cool to not really give any information willingly in the first encounter. And if your players like really push for it, or if they're very insightful, mm -hmm. then they can kind of like gleam a little bit of that. But otherwise, just kind of like leave it very ambiguous until you hit the next clue. And then, you know, maybe they'll be like, oh, maybe it's linked to the fact yeah. that the company is actually bad. And okay. then maybe third clue, they meet the informant. And that's how they remove their... Uh, Suicide Squad tattoos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is going to be up to you as the DM to read your players. If you think they are not catching on or they're not maybe the most skilled in regards to this, or maybe they don't think in that out-of-the-box scenario, you may want to give them like an insight check or a perception check to be like, oh, you notice that they have a very similar body build to right, one of right. your companions or something. Well, and depending on what your character is, right, it's going to yeah. be very obvious. Because yeah. if you're just like a fucking bugbear, and then it's like, oh, another party of a bugbear and three humanoids. Yeah, and what he, a uses, he uses a maul that looks the exact same as yours, and right, he acts right. surges and then uses that specific battlemaster ability. Yeah. It'll help a lot. Right. I would say, if you're running that particular fight, just try to use very obvious abilities on their character sheets and their racial abilities to really emphasize it. Well, again, I don't think it's... I really don't think it's necessary to reveal anything in that first encounter, because they're going to learn during the second and third hints whenever you mm -hmm. give those. In fact, I think it's actually kind of cooler to just kind of have this very ambiguous sort of like, you're attacked by four people, and then you give That's them... True. Just kind of give each person like a threshold of damage that they can take before the whole party kind of escapes. Yeah. That's true, because it's not like we're saying that they're going into... Like, they have to take a bite of this... Theory that yeah, they, they don't have, have to, to be detectives. They don't have to be detectives. Yeah. That's true. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. In fact, it's much more convenient to just have them stumble onto these big pieces of information and then kind of hit them with it at the end and then mm -hmm. kind of pivot the whole campaign. Yeah. Like, as an individual, I just really like it when I can foreshadow it. Like, oh, that's so close. Maybe I thought about it. There's like right, a weird thing right. out there. there is, I mean, that's definitely going to be possible here, though. Yeah. Because no, yeah. I think, depending on the party, it's going to be very clear that they're either clones or something of okay. you in the first encounter. Okay, okay. And then, you know, if they make the link that that has something to do with the company mm -hmm. or not, maybe you can, like, lay some seeds there. Okay, so they've done this portion where they're fighting themselves, and whether or not you give information, that's kind of up to you, but you kind of hear our sides on, like, our approaches to it and what we're thinking for mm -hmm. that final payoff. Yeah. For the next part, do you think they should just be attacked by assassins right away or a assassin or something right away? which would be the Dragon dragon War veteran or something? Or mm -hmm. do you think they should be going back to the company and doing like a role-playing scenario or a role-playing obstacle? Maybe they meet the head honcho of the company mm. or the guild or maybe their manager or uh, what's the what's the uh, other term for it? They're, um, usually like assassins have like someone who helps them. It's in Hitman all the time. They're um, operator or something. Oh, sure, sure, sure. They're Overwatch. They're guy in the chair. Yeah, they're, yeah exactly. <laughs> to borrow a term from Marvel's Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, like, or their oracle. Like, do you yeah. think they should meet up with someone and have this conversation where, like, we ran into some trouble on our way back. Right. 
maybe they have like a role play. That could be kind of interesting. I think you can leave it open-ended there, right? I think you can, maybe you should get, well, I think that would make it branch a little too much if you just let them be like, yeah, we're just going to go back to the company and then ask about it. Because then at that point you have to be like, okay, well, how do I lead them away to like pick up the other clues at that point? But yeah, I think I think you should definitely leave it open to kind of maybe yeah, just have them like give them a little uh, speaking stone or whatever, and then let them like call their boss or mm-hmm. something and be like, hey, something weird happened. Do you know what's up? And then they you there's sort of a role play experience where like you have to try and cover it up as the DM. Yeah, like, um, and they can yeah. roll inside checks if they want to. I you know that's just how right. dice work. So figure out how that goes. What I was thinking would happen next is something along the lines of like. On your way to your destination, you encounter, like, something that gives away a lot about the company. Like, uh, you discover, like, a wrecked transport that bears the company logo, and then when you open it, it's, like, four pods with, like, adventurers inside of them. Oh, that'd be very cool. And so they were, like, clones being transported to the facility or something. Mm, Okay, okay. Um, And then so you kind of be like, well, what the fuck? And then, you know, your smarter players would be like, well, hey, we just got attacked by four people who were like us. Do you think they should just look like them, or should they just look like random adventures? Well, they'll just be random, right? Because you'll you'll be stumbling on, like, a transport that maybe got attacked, or, you know... Because I'm wondering if this is, like, a Star Wars Clone Wars scenario where everyone is the same copy of these four original adventures. That could be a weird... You could do that. I don't know if that's as interesting, though. Yeah, we're let's loop back on this, but um, we should also establish. Well, I mean, maybe this is up to the DM, but we should also establish why the company is bad. I mean, they're a company; they're bad. That's true. They're looking for profit margins. Yeah, clearly. We'll just put a put a LLC at the end of the name. And yeah, we'll I, I think one way you could say it is that this company is an adventurers guild on the front, but realistically, they're just like a mercenary, like foreign army dealer. Like they just sell weaponry to other company in the form of soldiers or maybe they're trying to like amass a clone army big enough to like take over the nearby kingdom or something oh, okay. or the galaxy yeah oh right okay it's just star wars and then the big reveal is the star wars campaign yeah yeah, yeah. And in then, the digimon universe yeah you killed all the jedi <laughs> yes exactly and then anakin obviously digivolves into darth vader <laughs> at the end and that's the big reveal <laughs> and then he digivolves into your dad that's like his ultimate evolution like his, <laughs> your dad He's your dad. Ultimately. <laughs> He's like, Luke, did you evolve into your father? <laughs> D- D- Digimon. Okay. Shit. Okay, sure. Oh. Anyways, what is this podcast about? We were talking about Digimon a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Digimon. A lot of terrible references. <laughs> Anyways, they have the opportunity to do a roleplay moment with their operator or handler. Right. Handler is the word I was looking for. Sure. Ah, okay. And the handler's clearly trying to like gaslight them, saying, no, yeah. those are just like rogue uh, foreign kingdom agents trying to take you out just be yeah careful. oh you know what would be great is in the beginning you kind of like maybe you let them find a poster or something and be like beware of you know like rogue yeah, like, yeah, yeah. terrorist agency or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like oh you come across a sign as you're leaving town towards your adventure yeah and that's how you start your that's like maybe your uh, uh exposition in the beginning part of it yeah when you're explaining the setting but i like the idea of them finding like a rogue transport with a bunch of clones or soldiers that are just in like tubes yeah essentially being grown that's the case and they find that are they going to be attacked there by the assassin because someone's like oh now you know too much so maybe we should leave the assassin well i guess maybe if you want to put in more encounters i guess you can send the assassins to them based on what your what your party actually ends up finding out but i think maybe you should kind of just leave it in the pocket as a sort of like oh well if you try and do this then i'm going to send the assassin after you yeah because from my head, if they call in this transport and let their handler know, then I think they're like, 
it would be undoubtable they'll send someone to clean oh, them up. Oh, yeah, know? okay. But if they don't do that and they're like, we got to figure out what this problem is, yeah. maybe that's where they go and interact with themselves on ac- or on purpose. Right. You know? That would be a good way of sort of light railroading your party into not just like returning to base. Yes. To just be like, hey, why don't you like phone your handler about it? And then when you ask about it, then they send the assassins. And that's when you know like, okay, well, we can't go back. They're going to kill us. Yeah. And I think one way to, I don't know if this tip off is necessary. You can let me know. But one of the NPCs they met before they left town or the company sure. is also a clone in this kind of tubing. Like they see him inside of this transport. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can describe like, oh, you met Halfling Ronald. Halfling Ronald? Halfling Ronald, First yeah. name Halfling. First name Halfling, last, last name, name Ronald. Ronald, yeah. And I'm on the spot here really quickly. But you meet Halfling Ronald, he has like a specific scar across his left eye, sure. and then you find the exact same clone here in the transport to act as an another questionary point oh oh no you know what would be great is maybe if your players go to a certain location or they want to like investigate something then they meet four adventurers on the road Mm -hmm. or they meet four adventurers at the company who are like departing Mm -hmm. and then when they see that transport it's those four adventurers and you realize like oh shit they got cloned oh shit okay or if you're really if you roll a really low insight check, then you're, it's like, oh shit, it's the same adventures for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like intellectually yeah. intelligent zero. And that's when you know that you have to give them another nugget of, yeah. of a clue. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I like it. So now that they know this, they either phone it into the handler, and if they do that, they get attacked by the assassin at right, some point. Right. And that will also reveal that the company is bad. Yes. But if they don't do that, where are they going? That's kind of the real question. How do we point them in a direction towards... Um, essentially themselves yeah well so i guess my initial reaction as a player would be oh well we got attacked on the road if i don't think anything suspicious is going on i'm just gonna go to whatever location the job sends me to yeah so hopefully your players do that and if not then railroad them I, yeah. attack them <laughs> honestly from a dm standpoint like if they're not going like we'll say that the job had sent them to a cavern to clear out the mobs sure and inside the ca- maybe the mobs that they're trying telling them to clear out is themselves too maybe that's the point where they're like trying to kill themselves oh. like they were sent out to kill themselves now this is like a gemini will smith scenario well i yeah okay i mean we can you can we can do whatever let's workshop that later because i think we have to really flesh out why the company is bad still Okay, not, um, not just LLC's not enough for you. Huh? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody evades taxes these days, yeah. so it's like, that's not enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we can talk about the objective. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically, um, I guess if we're going to lay out the whole sort of three major beats that you want your players yeah. to hit, you start out at, you know, uh, Evil Wizards HQ. Yes. And then you maybe have like a powwow with your handler, mm-hmm. and then you can like have some fun roleplay. Maybe the handler is a certain character. Mm-hmm. Um and then he sends you out on the job. On your way there, you get attacked by your originals. Yes, your original. They kind of say some vague shit and then, like, smokescreen and get away. Yes. And from there, I guess there's kind of a split in terms of, like, do you want to call, you want to phone home or do you want to continue? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, if, like, if your players come up with some strange shit, then you, I guess we need something to sort of incentivize them to find something. Yeah, yeah. But if they just want to fuck off and explore something, then kind of just, maybe you should just have them find the second clue directly. Yeah. So, is the second clue the transport being yeah, down? Yeah, exactly. I think they would just run into it then on their way to the next, yeah. their original quest line. Right. right. So I guess, I mean, like, a little, I mean, this is kind of like a dirty cheat, but, um, 
like you know basically no matter what they choose to do they're gonna like stumble. stumble upon the thing okay they'll stumble across it like this is like the dm tip is just put the objective in front of them if you need to yeah so when they find this transport if they're lost and they don't know where to go you can just say that the originals that they fought earlier show up there to talk to them about it yeah yeah like yeah. that's one way you can just instantly be like hey especially if you're running low on time just bring them over and be like hey if you want to learn the truth, follow me. And mm-hmm. they'll bring him like, we can't tell you anything until we fix you. And like, what does that mean? And then you can have this whole role play section. Where they get neutered. Fixed. Yeah, where they get neutered. <laughs> okay. Honestly, like, I can totally see why the party would be hesitant to deal with them because they know that they're wanted uh, spies. They're mm-hmm. like evil people. They're quote unquote evil people per the propaganda. Yeah. And I guess like if we were going to role play this scenario, like, I'm curious, like, let's say you're one of the players. You're mm-hmm. playing your owl and... Um, sure. Oh, 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 and all of a sudden uh, you see this down transport, and then four people that look somewhat similar to you. I mean, you kind of have the idea already. In the pods, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the in the pods, go and like be like, hey, wait, 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 hold on. Before we get into this, are is your originals in the pods? No, right? No. Well, okay. So I think it, so. It's basically like the encounter would be something like you stumble upon this sort of broken down. I don't know if it's going to be like a fancy, like high technology transport vehicle or if yeah, it's just yeah, going to be like a caravan. It's probably like an airship that crashed. Okay. Yeah, that works. So you go there and then it's kind of all down to like how your party investigates it, right? So mm-hmm. like if they open the pods, then they'll find clones of just like some random nondescript adventurers. That um, they may yeah. recognize from earlier. Right. But then the big tip off will be that you'll find, you know, like either documents or logo emblemry. Yeah. Very that similar shows to the company. company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they find that, and now they know for sure something's weird, hopefully, at yeah. this point. Yeah. But we still need to guide them towards getting their, their bomb removed, essentially. Yeah, so I guess from there, maybe there's a clue, or maybe they get like a little message from the informant, and he's, she's like, hey, he or she. I just say she because that's what it was in Severance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so maybe, you know, she's like, come to this location, and then all will be revealed. Mm-hmm. Just like that, like shadowy figure in the parking lot with like the trench coat and the fedora. Yeah, deep like his face, deep voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep. Wait, deep, deep throat, right? I'm not deep just throat? saying. I'm not oh, just yeah, saying a sex throat. thing. Yeah, deep throat. Okay. I think it is deep throat. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. What if it's not? That would be so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I think it is deep throat. I think yeah. you're right. I don't know. The only way I know that reference is from Family Guy too. So whatever. Oh wait, then maybe it's not. Maybe not. Maybe deep throat is just the sex movie. It could be. Either way, there's like an informant, very obvious, that like kind of shows up in the shadows, gives right. you some information saying meet here, and then you go there, and they'll remove the bomb from you, and then there's the great reveal of yourselves being there. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess you confront the company wizard or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, before we get there, I think the re- we kind of want to iron out exactly what the reveal is, because like your characters obviously unmask themselves and be like, hey, we're you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what we know, which is the company is bad. They're doing X, Y, and Z thing, which I think, one, they're a company, so they're probably looking for profit. Another mm-hmm. direction on top of that is that they're just an arms dealer, so they're just selling soldiers and yeah. collecting on profit, and they're trying to earn the kingdom's approval, mm-hmm. if we're kind of going out the severance uh, topic still. And if they get the approval, they can replace the local army with their own army, but in reality, they're mm-hmm. just trying to take over the kingdom by right. usurping the army of the kingdom. Yeah. I yeah. think that would be a good approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that works. Okay. And that's like the explanation that the clones give to the part, or the originals give to the party. And they're like, we need to go take down the head of the company, which is like an all-powerful wizard. And maybe if you want to do another encounter, you can do that here. Actually, yeah. this is probably how you close out. You go blow, burn down the company. 
Yeah, I guess it kind of depends. Your players might want to like go and warn the kingdom or something. That's also the option too. Yeah, it, it really varies on what your players want to do. I guess what would you do? Well, as a player, or? yeah, as a player. Um, it kind of depends on how it's presented to me. So, say I meet up with the the originals, and then the informant tells me that they're trying to take over the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Then it would obviously there would be some kind of deal going on between between the company and the kingdom. So you would want to run back to the king and tell him and warn him. Mm-hmm. And then I guess that that's kind of how it would be resolved. Okay. But either way, I think what what you should do is sort of prepare an encounter with either the actual head of the company mm-hmm. or like just some of his most powerful goons that are sent to stop you. And that would be like either intercepting you on your way back to the kingdom or, uh, you know, fighting you if you're trying to go confront the company mm-hmm. or maybe you can set it up so like they actually go, you, the party actually goes and talks to the king and then like the king gets assassinated or something and then you have to fight the yeah, boys I, or, you know, something like that. I mean, for like a four to six hour one shot, this would probably get a bit more complicated if that did happen, especially <laughs> for the king thing. I think one way if you wanted to direct them to the fight with the boss of the company is that you could say that the original is like, we're going to go warn the king. Yeah. We need you to go back in the company because you still have credentials. Oh, and that's sure. the that's like, you guys got to sneak in and you take out the, the big boss. Right. Okay? Okay. You make it like, you just got to present that like, oh yeah, you finished the job. You're getting awarded for it. Maybe that's part of the intro to the hook. It's like, hey, if you meet, finish this get job, you get like a nice promotion. You'll meet the mm. boss. And this ties back into it where it's like, now you can go do the hit. Yeah, okay, that's perfect, I think. Yeah. And that kind of wraps it back if you want to go that direction. Of course, if you want to open up the camp, this one-shot and turn it into a campaign, yeah. go for it. <laughs> Let them go back to the kingdom and warn them and watch the king get assassinated. Or maybe not. Uh, maybe there's a war of clones versus regular people, and then you join up if you mm-hmm. want to do a giant stratego thing. I don't yeah. know if that's how the game works. Um, no, probably not. Probably not. Maybe I'm talking about Risk. Maybe I'm thinking of Guess Who, though. Okay, could be. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a lot of options here, but I think we do have a good structure for this one-shot adventure. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Okay. Is there anything that you think we need to touch on? Maybe, like, flush out a bit more? Do you want to have it so that the procedure of them creating clones is splitting their souls? And so at the end of it, you're you're faced with the choice of reuniting with your clone or with your original. Or is that too, like, black and white morally to be able to just kind of, like, fuse at the end and then have a happy ending? Man, I think from a storytelling aspect, I don't want that because yeah. I think there leaves a lot, a lot of open-ended questions of what do you do now that there's two of you in the world yeah. who have the same memories and maybe the same past lives? Right. Well, actually, I guess not really, because if we're following the severance idea, the clone would not have any recollection of who they were outside. Okay. And I guess they would just be separate people in the world, which in itself... Who just look the same, I guess? Would look the same, yeah. Yeah. Which could be... I think there's there's a lot more weird psychological horror to explore there, but you Mm. probably don't really have the bandwidth to do that during your little one-shots. Yeah, that's true. And that's kind of the problem with one-shot adventures. As cool as they are, and as well-wrapped, like, you're kind of looking to just do a quick self-encompassing story within, like, four hours, so... But, I mean, you can always... Yeah, I mean, this this sounds like it could be a great branching-off point, depending... I wouldn't mind taking this into a full campaign. It sounds super dope, and maybe you guys can, too. Let us know if you do. Um, Just email us at oneshotattime.gmail.com Are you talking to Richard? Oh, yeah, I'm talking to Richard. Specifically, <laughs> Richard, please email us at one shot at a time. Um, and let me know if someone actually emails me. I'm um, just kidding. Uh, although, Richard has been the only one that's emailed me on that email. 
That's very cute. That's very cute. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Richard, for supporting us so long. And Tara, <laughs> you know, there's more than two people listening to this, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I I think that's essentially the story. It doesn't... I like the question of the soul thing. I don't have a good answer for that. I mean, it's really just flavor. I Because I was just thinking... But it's good flavor, though. It's a very good flavor question. Well, because if you get to the end of the story, and then you're faced with, like, we did it, and you are standing there with your originals, and then it's like, all right, I guess we just, like, part ways, or something or do we hang out now like what like, you, that could be a question it's like do you want to hang out with yourself and then you start making out with <laughs> yeah. yourself what yeah what, <laughs> what a compelling question at the end do you want to hang out with yourself would you be down to just like chill with yourself yeah Is that cool <laughs> does that sound cool to you yeah it's a weird scenario that i don't have an answer for i think it's just like it would be cleaner if at the end it was kind of just like let's fuse or whatever Ha! Yeah. Dragon Ball Z style. I'm doing right. the motion, but right. yeah, like yeah, yeah. you guys can't see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Maybe just having them fuse back together and then they all get their memories. It's a much but easier does it kill and the other way one? to do it. Does like, one of them die if they fuse together? Well, I mean, I guess their memories would just fuse, right? And they would become one person. Because I mean, like, well, because if you say it's just like, oh, you're part of the same astral soul, then it's, a lot, it's a lot easier to just be like, it's magic. So okay. don't worry about it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, there's always that moral question. like, I don't want to fuse together, and then one of them runs off and, like, tries to, like, survive on his own. Yeah. Although, the, I don't know what the, like, compelling argument for fusing together, like, unless, besides you know, sharing their memories. There, There's a lot of, like, cool ways you could take this. Because, like, you could even have it so, you have it be so that the, your originals are looking for you because they want to recombine with you because they're missing some of their memories or something. Oh, that's true. So they need you. But maybe you'll be killed in the process or something. Maybe yeah, that's a, that's a weird question. An alternate too. dark history yeah. version of this. Or maybe your levels is actually level 12 and then oh, you fuse together and become level 12. I love that. <laughs> oh, I love that! <laughs> Except, yeah, well, I love the idea that you have to fuse with your originals to become powerful enough to stop the company at the end. Yeah. But you run into the issue of, okay, guys, please level up six times and then let me know when you're done so we can do the last encounter. Yeah, and from a one-shot adventure, that would be rough. You could always tell them, like, hey, make a level 6 character and a level 12 character for the same character. It might uh, be kind of obvious. I mean, I think you can just buff them. Just be like, okay, you guys get an additional 100 true. hit points and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you just have, like, a stronger encounter at the end. Yeah, that's true, too. I, I love that, actually. Okay. I do love that. Yeah. So I think that's what it should be. Okay. Because I think that it gives it a much more interesting motivation for the people to be trying to restrain you, but not tell you what is going on. Exactly. Yeah, and but they still have to remove the bomb first, otherwise they blow your right. Head right, they have to remove the Suicide Squad tattoo. Exactly. It's okay. actually it's just a tattoo of uh, Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> it's like a full back tattoo. Oh God, they never noticed it before. For some <laughs> yeah. reason. Oh God, and this is going to explode. That's really fucked up. <laughs> All right. All right, I mean, I think we have a one-shot adventure here, right? Yep. They're level six, so you can sprinkle in any CR six or lower equivalent. If you're going to do a goblin thing, just throw some goblins at them. That's fine. What? I mean, I doubt you would ever be in a position where they actually get to the original job, right? That's true. I mean, if you want to do a job before the job is what I'm saying. Oh, if you want to sort of... Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, it's totally up to the DM, but it, yeah, it would pretty yeah. much just be a, a, a matter of, like, you're returning from your most recent job of hunting goblins. Yeah, things. exactly. Yeah. I like I personally, like, especially if I'm short on time, and the amount of questions and openness that this would present, I feel like you might as well just skip it. But yeah. if that's something you want to do, you can. Yep. We also gave you options for if you're fighting themselves, just use their character sheet, just make yeah. a copy of it. And the Dragon War veteran is the assassin if you needed one to mm -hmm. sprinkle in more time. As for the final boss, though, what are they fighting exactly? Well, I mean, I mean, I kind of figured in the beginning that it was just going to be a wizard, like a big evil wizard guy. Yeah. Um, and so it would it would pretty much just be like a wizard 
boss with like a bunch of his strongest clones okay okay i dig that just something to like act as a meat shield um you guys can yeah. probably be- build that out i don't have my monster manual with me today sadly mm-hmm. so we were, we're not gonna flush that one out to you but the idea is there and it shouldn't be too hard to just pull wizard plus two strong knights to block him for right and then just like add a cool like tower place to fight and have weird obstacles and weird traps yeah and then, and then like the name of the co- uh, the company owner just emblazon across the top yeah. yep yep yeah. yep Oh, man, it should be, like, the CEO's room at the top of the tower. Yeah, yeah, of course. It has his little desk and that little, like, triangular nameplate. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, what if, like, the CEO's room just, like, spins? It's, like, one of those, like, spinning buildings. Oh. So it's just, like, constantly revolving, looking around Yeah, the that's great. And then that's the battle stage. What a cool place to fight someone. Yeah. Because then there's also the danger of, like, getting thrown out. Exactly. It adds, yeah. like, an environmental layer to the combat. Right. So, like, if you're dealing, like, with those really strong gladiator, we'll just kick his ass out the window. Yeah. And then you could add a mechanic of, like, if you get thrown out but kick your way back into the building, you need to, like, take so many turns on an elevator to get back out to the... <laughs> 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 so it's just, like, roll for elevator speed. Oh, God. Like, Shit, that's a two? Okay. Yep. It's like, oh, two floors. But there's also a staircase, so it's just like, oh, which one do you take? Oh, if you if you get a really... If you critically succeed on the athletics, yeah, yeah, you yeah. climb the stairs really fast. Yeah, like, one person took the elevator, but then there's a staircase, so now, right. like, oh, you can't wait for the elevator, you gotta run up the stairs to right, go right, join right, the fight. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, there's probably a mechanic we can explore there, but fuck yeah. it. Anyways. That's yeah. kind of the end of our one-shot design. Did you want to do, like, a recap for it? Sure, yeah. Okay, so, so what's gonna happen is... You start out at HQ, unless you want to have a quest before it and then return to HQ. But Totally uh, optional. The, the kickoff point for the story will be you're all at HQ, and at this point, um, there's going to be some roleplay, and you'll, you can probably do some sort of like investigating of like who is sort of in the lobby or whatever room you're in. Mm-hmm. And at this point, this is where you could potentially meet the party that kind of underwent whatever procedure happens to yes. get cloned. So you meet the originals of the clones that you will eventually meet uh, at, the at the crash transport. Yeah, And so this is where you also meet your handler. He gives you a debriefing of your mission. Or she. Or they. Or, or she, them. yeah, whatever, whoever. It could be <laughs> just like a machine. Okay. But yeah, anyway, so... Oh my god, it's just like a warforged. It's like he's a robot. Yeah, it could be that. Could be, cool. yeah, could you just be like a computer? Be eh. cool. Michael? Yeah, it could be Michael. Wait, what? Is that what you said, or what'd you say? What? Oh, no, th- that would be kind of cool. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I that heard Michael. Be, that would be kind of my, co- my cool. Okay, okay. Anyways, go on. Sorry, I, I'm sorry <laughs> for cutting off. Yeah, so, so yeah, you get debriefed, you head out, you get attacked by your originals, they don't reveal who they are. Uh, after you do a little bit of damage to them, they disappear in a cloud of smoke, and you're kind of left wondering what you should do. Either you can contact your mommy slash handler. Or daddy. Or daddy, or you can just progress to your original uh destination and then along the way probably what will happen is like you hear an explosion and if you want to insert another encounter here i'd say like maybe the transport got attacked by you know some like dangerous beast Mm -hmm. a wyvern or something like hippogriffin cockatrice yeah exactly because i I like the idea that you kind of like hear distress Mm -hmm. maybe like the driver screams out and when you get there he's dead and you're like, oh shit, well, we gotta save this company property. But, yeah. And then you realize that, oh, actually, the company's evil. And we're the property. Right, exactly. And then from there, uh, I guess what happens is you sort of, uh, you maybe you pick up like a communication device or something. Mm-hmm. And then the informant tells you to meet them at a location. You travel over, mm-hmm. uh, you meet the informant and your originals. Uh, they do the procedure on you and then they give you the lowdown. They might just send a message into your head, too. And that's, like, technically a thing you can do in D&D. Yeah. There's, like, a sending spell. That's true, yeah. Because she would, she would probably be really 
uh, skilled in magic if she knew about the procedure. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess I, somehow you get called over to that location. Yeah. They do the procedure. You can kind of set it up so that it's, like, very wishy-washy in terms of, like, can we trust them? Are they going to just, like, kill us? Yes. Uh, then you So they remove the tattoo, the, the Jared Leto Do you take the tattoo. red blue or the blue pill? Yeah, exactly. You want the truth? Yeah. Okay. And then from that point... Uh, Jared Leto tattoo. Fuck. <laughs> from that point, you head back to Evil Wizard HQ. Yep. You figure out how to confront the CEO. Um, you ride the elevator up to his office. You fight him there. And then um, depending on how you want to handle it, you sort of resolve the issue of there being originals and clones running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be up to your players. Maybe they all fuse together. Maybe they don't. Maybe they kill all the clones. That'd be kind of oh, dark. Well, you know what? We were going to do the idea of you fuse together to like regain fight. original power. Right, right. That's yeah. what we're doing, yeah. To fight the bad wizard guy. Which right. would be cool. Yeah, but so basically all that means is... Because I do think it would be really fun to fuse them and then like let them pick a feat or something. That's true. Depending on how much time you have, right? Yeah, it's yeah. all about the time thing. Honestly, like, if you're running in at a con, then just give them, like, a quick buff. Or right. just have an extra, like, level 12 version of Or, the like, give them sheet. an extra attack or something based yeah, on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or an extra attack, yeah. Something like that. Maybe they're all hasted, and that's just what happens. Right, yeah. But, yeah, I think... It, so, so they, they fuse uh, after you get the, the procedure reversed on you, and mm-hmm. then you go back to Evil Wizard HQ. Yeah, he has two guards. He fights at this high tower. You can yeah. kick him out of the tower. You can fall out of the tower, and then you can run right. back up. yeah. That's actually a really hilarious joke, but we'll see how that turns out. And then, um, yeah, and that'll be that'll be the conclusion. So, yeah. like, good job, you did it. And I mean, the payoff is finding out that you were a clone, and that's the real payoff of this adventure is that aha moment when you see right. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the resolution you can kind of write in that blog where they like kind of have to now figure out where the clones have to go because maybe they don't have like a home. Yeah, and then you kind of have well, and then you you need, you need to negotiate. Um, well, actually, I mean, it opens the path to a really cool adventure where you like track down adventurers who have been cloned and then oh, reunite them. Oh, that's true too. That could be the way you end it. You just say like, that's what you guys do for the rest of your lives. Right, right. Or you can just say that that's the end of it. Or you can just let them figure out what they want to do. Maybe they're, they want to yeah. stay clones or maybe if they did, did fuse together, they decide to go back home because now their memories of their lost loved ones are together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Like they, Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe they had like, one of them has a memory. This is like a, like a random player character option for their backstories. Like they, for some yeah. reason, thought they never had parents and they're like, oh, I do. I have loving parents and now I can actually go see them or something. Yeah, this actually opens up a lot of cool follow-up mm-hmm. adventures. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Huh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And we did a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Daniel, if you were a player, would you want to play in this? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Oh yeah. That sounds really fun. I like how you can make it really modular too. Like you can put in as many encounters as you want. Mm-hmm. You can kind of swap up the story however you want and make it darker or lighter yes. as you prefer. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. Isn't it crazy? Just random topic and it just turns into a one-shot adventure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Yeah. Is there anything else that would be worth covering in terms of like stuff, like just DM bookkeeping? DM bookkeeping? Um, for this particular adventure, uh, I'm not seeing any huge issues i mean you're gonna have to generate encounters and just have them there in case you need to plug them in and not um yeah <clears throat> maybe just really stress like flux out exactly maybe what they find in the transport like a dossier or mm-hmm. and really i would say like make sure you have like the goals of the handler maybe the handler is your informant maybe they've turned sides or something right that's always an option too oh yeah that could be cool yeah maybe they're yeah. always watching out for you and now this is why 
your originals found you. There's a lot of options that you can explore there, and I'm sure I'll think of stuff as I take a shower later and come back right, to it. Right, right, right. overall... The thinking machine, as I like to call it. Yeah, like, the biggest problem... <laughs> Showers, that is. Yeah, yeah. The biggest problem I have is just making sure that the adventures are moving forward and right. understanding that the clues you're setting in front of them the few times and that one social encounter is where they're talking themselves and whether or not they're supposed to trust themselves is right. going to be balls of the walls hard to run with because there's going to be the, once like the adventures are like oh yeah fuck these people and that that could go a whole different direction too yeah there is the moment where they where they they can just choose not to trust them yeah and then I guess you would kind of have to figure that out. I guess they could just get restrained or... I mean, honestly, there. I think there's nothing wrong with not letting them trust them, especially if you want to keep it open. You could just say that, okay, now here's a fight where you're fighting yourselves, and then when you you fight them and unmask each other, mm. then maybe, the, maybe one of them dies when you beat them, you know? Right. And that's right. just the adventure ends. Oh, yeah, like, you, you just reveal that it's them. them. Yeah. And that's how where the adventure ends. And you just, like, phase the black or something. Oh, or you can right. just say that like they just like killed them, and because they killed them, the bomb doesn't go off because they're no longer alive. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If they them. if they end up actually killing them, yeah, yeah, and then the informant can say like, "You fucking idiots! It was yeah. you." But now that it's, uh, you know, now that it's um, diffused, then I guess you can. Yeah, you are the heroes now, or something. Yeah, you are the heroes, and now you have to go deal with this company, or maybe they are evil and they just want to join the company. That's and usurp the company. There's always this open yeah. thing. Um, which is going to be how you make your own one-shot adventure unique. So, hey, man. Nice. You guys take it away. Have yep. fun with it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of really fun role-play opportunities in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of, like, in the very beginning, you're talking to the informant. Uh, maybe, like, uh, you can kind of have the CEO make some appearances. Yes. Either through, like, a monitor or, like, maybe the CEO is, like, talking to you specifically because, like, you're, like, the great ace soldiers or something. Exactly. And yeah, you can you can insert your own wacky characters if you want. Yeah, just yeah. pull from any shows you watch. Family yeah, yeah, Guy, just copy Futurama. better people yeah. than you. Yeah. Manpod, Critical Role, yeah. whatever. Just copy them exactly. Just anybody funnier than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. No, I'm sure you're pretty funny. You guys are probably great <laughs> improv Hey, listener, I'm sure. Richard, if you're listening, I'm sure you're really funny. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, though, I think this is a very fun story with a, one very difficult point to run, but a huge payoff if it's done right. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, any names for this one shot adventure you would want to call it? Get uh, de- deliverance. De- deliverance. 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 Yeah. Deliverance. Okay. Cool. 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 Split. First I mean, half. you don't want to. You don't want to give it a name that lets them know right off the bat that they're probably clones. Yeah. 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 So it, maybe just call it like you're not a clone. You're not a clone. Yeah. Or it's like uh, seeking a promotion, maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Because, sure. like, you're working for a company, company's right. evil, and then you kill the company CEO, so you're the CEO afterwards, so yeah, you got a promotion. Yeah, yeah, Maybe just call, yeah, call it, like, uh... Capitalism 101. Adventuring Corporate Ladder. Yeah, yeah, Adventuring Corporate Ladder. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I like that one, actually. Adventuring Corporate Ladder. Okay. And we'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll workshop it. We'll figure it and out. And you don't have to name it that. And also, I, I don't think it really matters if you have a name for your one-shot when you're presenting it to your oh. players, but... Not really. It's I, just fun. So, sometimes it's fun. It's like, oh, yeah, here's a one-shot called, uh... What the fuck? Deliverance? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Deliverance? Yeah, it's called WTF colon Deliverance. And it's going to be, it's it's on Steam uh, green, green light right now. So expect it spring 2023. Yeah. But, you know, it's sometimes it's there. If anything, it's more of just like for the DMs when they're looking through it and they're like, see, oh, sure, there's a DMs yeah. I like the title. Cool. I'll yeah. And you just have a folder called WTF Deliverance and you're like, what the fuck is this? And then you look in and you're like, oh, right. No, it's Deliverance. That's what it is. It's just Deliverance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Deliverance. Okay. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or what the fuck Deliverance. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Or 
uh, climbing the corporate ladder or something, capitalism right. 101, whatever you want to call it. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll go in the think tank and figure it out. Or think shower. Think Shark, box. Shark tank. Shark tank, yeah. yeah. Going to pitch it to Kevin O'Leary. Um, I don't actually know anything about that show, but yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I'm i not going to explain it to you now. Anyways, the show is pretty much now, over. Yeah, well, why don't you explain Shark Tank to me, and then uh, and then we'll really get... We'll do our CR deep dive. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll do a Shark Tank episode after, okay? Well, that's our next episode. Anyways, thank you for tuning in to our Zero Session episode. This is kind of like our dry run, just to get used to each other. You kind of see what the dynamic's like. It's a lot of him telling very funny jokes. I, I say him so. like you guys know who we're talking about. It's about even if I say Daniel, you don't really know who we're talking about because yeah. we're both Daniel. This is very confusing. Yeah, why have I just been talking to myself this whole time in the third person with two different voices? It's so yeah. weird. I don't know why I do this. Yeah, I'm just practicing to become a voice actor, and I think I've gotten it really down because we've got like two <laughs> different tones, clearly. Yeah, and with very different levels of insight yeah. and intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fuck it. I'm closing it out. Uh, thank you for tuning in to One Shot at a Time. This is our Season 3, Episode 0. Uh, my name is Daniel, your forever DM. Well, I guess I'm just the DM now. I'm not really the forever one. And I'm, I'm joined by Daniel This, this has been Guest Daniel. Bye, Richard. Uh, please, uh, if you have any uh, future prompts or ideas that you want us to run through, you can email us at oneshotatatime at gmail.com. You can tweet us at oneshotatatime as well. Daniel's going up to get water. We're not done with this episode. We still have to say goodbye. Oh, I already said bye, Richard. Okay. Yeah, later, Richard. Is that how we're going to close out all our episodes? This is a good outro. No, I think we should do that, and then I'll say, wow, man, this is a good outro, and then we'll close it.